I don't think people understand how big endowments can get and how low they are. So, mm-hmm. for example, Morehouse, a privately institution, you know, historically black, our endowment is only $145.1 million. Right. If you look at a big school that has a PDO like Harvard's endowment, their endowment is $38.3 billion. Um, <laughs> That's a B. It's a B, <laughs> not an M. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. On today's episode, I brought on my friend, Jalen Greer. Um, Jalen was actually on the first episode of Privileged Black Kids where we talked about um, our transitions from high school to college. Um, And now a year later, with us actually now being roommates, um, we tend to have a lot of different conversations about a variety of topics. And one of the topics that we came up with was endowments and the difference between HBCU funding and PWI funding. Um, We discussed that and also as far as just um, what would we do if we were in a position of maybe an Oprah or Robert Smith and what would we give back to the college. Um, Make sure if you like this episode, post and tag me on your Instagram story. That's underscore Kendall Camp. Um, Thank you guys so much for love and support. And here's another episode of Privileged Black Kids. So kind of what do you think about as far as, can you just kind of describe like how how endowments work so people kind of know what that does? So endowments are, are um, the assets of a college. So say in the same way that a company has disposable um, kind of money, which they use to invest or which they use to um, increase, you know, whatever their, their workers need or something like that. Mm-hmm. Private institutions have a fund as well as public institutions. Um, but the difference between how the private and public institutions funding works is the public institutions um, have, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but government funding. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, the same way that, what, what would it be? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? For like food stamps? What's food that? Stamps? Government assistance? Government assistance, yeah. It's kind of like government assistance in a, in, a, in a way where taxpayers, some of that money is allocated to go to that institution. Mm-hmm. Um, with private institutions, they don't get that. So mm-hmm. they are responsible with coming up with their money however they do, whether that's investments, whether that's donors, whether that's alum giving back, um, whether that's selling things, Mm -hmm. you know. Even through hedge funds, too. Right, even through hedge funds. You just have to figure it out, you know, by yourself. Your funding is is your thing. But another thing that separates that is um, for a public school, the people who are giving you the money can easily say, hey, I want you to do this with this money, Mm -hmm. or I want you to do this and not what you did. Yeah. With private institutions, when you're making your own money, you're very, you have a lot more freedom, not 100%, but you still have a lot Mm -hmm. more freedom with what you want to do with those funds. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what that is. Got you. Um, And kind of thing with endowments, we always, so for people that don't know, um, to put into perspective, I don't think people understand how big endowments can get and how low they are. So Mm -hmm. for example, Morehouse, a privately institution, you know, historically black, our endowment is only $145.1 million. If you look at a big school that has a PDO like Harvard's endowment, their endowment is $38.3 billion. Um, no, that's a B. It's a B, not an M, but not B. Um, and then even looking at Stanford, it's $26.46 billion. And even if you look at Spelman College, because I think um, it's an article I read um, as far as the only two, I guess, HBCUs are doing decently financially. I think somebody said it was Spelman and Hampton. If I'm not, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what that's what they I, had the highest endowments. No, I said they're doing at least decent financially. Okay. Um, okay. which which I could see, but like, why do you think they're so the differences between endowments, even between Morehouse, Spelman, Harvard, like these different um, um, factors? I think there's a lot of things that it's dependent on. I think since they're private, the majority of this of the money comes from 
what the president's bringing in. So this is a side note, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, whenever things go wrong with an institution, they look at the president first. Mm-hmm. Just like a CEO. Whenever something on the lower end happens wrong, mm-hmm. the CEO is the first person that has to answer to it, right? Yeah. Um, but the provost is actually the person who makes the decisions. Not mm-hmm. like not the big decisions, but the decisions that affect you immediately, mm-hmm. those are made by the provost. Mm-hmm. So if your professor gets fired or your professor gets relocated to a different like field, mm-hmm. that's the provost's responsibility. Okay. The president's main responsibility is to bring in income to the school mm-hmm. um, but I think the, a lot of one of the well some of the major reasons why um, there's a difference in endowments is because um, the alum give back at different rates mm-hmm. right yeah I have a theory and uh, you know it's just a hypothesis mm-hmm. uh, uneducated hypothesis because I don't really have many facts behind it mm-hmm. um, but my assumption is that and I heard a fact I mean as he say she say but someone said that uh, we had a significantly less alum give back this year Mm -hmm. and so a question that I would ask I'm going to ask you but a question Mm -hmm. I ask is hmm, why are they reneging on their on their funds like Mm -hmm. what is that Um, so the first thing is you have the alum that are giving back Mm -hmm. Um, the next thing is what are the institutions doing with those funds that are given to them Mm -hmm. right and I think that's where Morehouse is where um, I, I think some people are kind of making assumptions based on what are we going to do with mm-hmm. that money? Do we need that money? If we mm-hmm. have the money, yeah. uh, how are we going to disperse it properly? Is it going to yeah. go to the students? Is it going to go to infrastructure? Mm-hmm. Is it, like Where is it going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to make a, a hypothesis, I would think that a lot of our alum, Morehouse specifically, are not giving back because they don't think that we're allocating it correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to Spelman's campus, that's one of the schools you asked me about. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to their campus, you can visually see, you can visually see it. Mm-hmm. like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, regardless of what they're gonna say, they're gonna argue this. Yeah. But go to Morehouse. And then go to Spelman. You can mm-hmm. see it. Now, I get it. We don't really renovate our campus because it's so historic. Like, there's so many, like, historical roots in it. Yeah. But I don't think that's an excuse mm-hmm. because some, like, a walkway, that's yeah. not historic, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with um, the alum giving back. And then what when that when the alum from these different institutions are giving back, what are the schools doing with it? Mm-hmm. Um, so a question that I have, this is what I asked a couple of my brothers, but I'll mm-hmm. ask you this question, too. Okay. You are... I'll let you decide whatever age you are. Okay. You have a net worth of $300 million. Okay. And you decide, mm, I want to give back to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. First question, how much are you going to give back? Second question, are you going to write that off on taxes or is it just going to be a donation? Hmm. I definitely think probably taking from what Oprah and Robert Smith did, I probably would write off as, as a tax write off. Right. As you should. Um, <laughs> that's just what I would probably do. Um, as far as how much I would give, that's a that's a tough question. I never thought about that. How much I would give, because when you said that question, I first thought of what I'm actually going to do with the money. Like, where is it going towards? Okay. Because I would try to think. Backward. You would direct it to something, or you would just I, give it to the school. I wouldn't just give it to the school. I would say I want this money going towards a certain thing. I don't okay. want it just all right. Here's a certain amount of money. You guys do whatever what you guys want with it. Okay. Because there are certain things in this institution that need. To be changed, that could help the students. So, what um, would you give to? Man, I mean, I do want to say that as far as as far as the dorms, like I would say dorms, even in, in different classes. Um, I feel like there's certain things that are that are, that are great about Morehouse, but there's certain things like I go on a daily basis, I cannot do well. Like for for instance, we both we both go to Dansby Hall for our math classes. Mm-hmm. 
Dansby Hall's Wi-Fi is terrible, and you cannot. <laughs> you, you ne- I can never work on my own my math lab stuff in there without my hotspot. Right. You know that that hurts students when I'm there with a tutor for an hour and it takes me 15 minutes for my for my Wi-Fi to get hooked up. Right. You know certain things. Maybe putting money into that. Um, you know, as far as classroom, even the desks. Some of the desks are very, very old. Very old, yeah. You know, I think I think it would probably be me more for desks. And then I would say as far as... um. And side note, for the people that think that this is, we're being petty, no, these things really um, take a toll on your on your academic success. Definitely. Like, you would think, oh, yeah, it's di- just a desk. You only sit in it for 50 minutes or 100, I mean, um, um, an hour and mm-hmm. however long we do, an hour and 15 minutes. No, like, that really can disturb how focused you are in class and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I'm sorry. And even um, as far as things with study sessions, and it's this is a kind of weird thing I'm going to play into it. Um, so we both, we've been to airports, right? Okay. And we both went to Georgia Tech. Right. I noticed I was watching this video about how airports, how they're made, and a lot, and a big reason, you know why they have carpet near like the terminal when you're about to get on? Mm-hmm. They have that carpet is to kind of calm you down, so you sit and you and you're not and you're oh, not wow. going. But if you look on the side and people are walking, it's not carpet. There's a reason for that. So I noticed when you go to Georgia Tech, it's a lot of carpet, so it calms you down. You're studying, you're actually focusing. Mm-hmm. If you go certain places besides the library, like certain places where they say it's a study place, it's not carpet. And kids, they don't calm down. There's mm-hmm. a lot of we both know in certain places people are talking too much and too much is going on. That's a good point. Um, so apparently, me, I would try to improve study 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 stations. Um, even things like sleep pods. You know, okay, I nice. think I mean we all know we always talk about college students going to sleep, but you and I both know those hour naps in the middle they help. Um, Interesting. But, but that's like that's what I would say as far as the money, as far as how much I would give. And then my net worth is three hundred million. I'm trying to think of, I guess, even my age, what I'm doing, how much, how much. Yeah, you can, I give? you can dictate all of that, but be realistic now, because when you have a net worth of three hundred million dollars, your bills are bigger too. Yeah. Oh shoot! I'll probably. You don't have to give a number, but just like, I guess you, if you don't, if you can't think of a number, how many figures would you give? No, honestly, if I had a net worth of three hundred million, I'd probably give. 10 to 15 million. Ooh. Oh, wow. 10 to, 10, to, 10, to, 10 to 15. That's a lot. Yeah, I think I feel like still that's a lot of money, and it'll go towards things that I believe in. Like, I want to see visually things change on the campus, you know, because I think that's the biggest thing for students. I want them to just, I, you know, like kind of the HBCU, um, there's a stigma that you have to struggle so, so you'll be so you're <laughs> in the real world. And it's like, okay. no, like, you, do, you don't have to do that. But that's what I would say. So, yeah, I'm just messing with you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that was a lot of money. But from all the people that I've asked, and I've asked a good number of people, mm-hmm. that's about the number that they give. Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, mine is a bit different. And I'm not sure how we'll structure it. It's a bit unrealistic, mm-hmm. um, but I am one of those guys that's on that side where it's like the fact that we have to go through a um, higher tension route mm-hmm. than um, our counterparts is yeah. what makes us great at HBCUs. You see, so you're for that. You like that. I whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> I'm oh, not for. Okay, just making sure. But okay, I okay. think okay. So what I'm saying is, as we're going through it, it's like, yo, this this sucks. This is trash. Yeah. But when we make it out, it's like, wow, I made it through that. I can make it through anything. Yeah. Right. So think about what you just said, the Wi-Fi situation. So mm-hmm. you have to go through extra ways to try to figure out how can I get on this Wi-Fi to get what I need for my academic success, mm-hmm. or the desks are uncomfortable. Let me dress in sweatpants, or let me bring a cushion to class mm-hmm. yeah. because that makes me focus or mm-hmm. um think about it even the, the situation with our key 
It's oh like, yeah. Let let me re let me let me schedule mm-hmm. my you know my day so that I'm you know maximizing mm-hmm. all of my time because I don't know when I'll be able to mm-hmm. or like say if you're like dog tired you've been up all night studying and you don't have access to your room mm-hmm. like you can't go to sleep or take a quick nap when you need to you can't debrief and that allows you to be tired and drained when mm-hmm. you're um, doing your homework and then you don't perform well in your homework and you get a low grade but then yeah. since you didn't perform well in your homework your tests are harder because mm-hmm. you know it's a domino effect yeah um, but I do think that that in the long term it, it does something for us look at Morehouse's alum mm-hmm. and see do you know how many like people in high places we have that have come from this institution no, I think a lot of that is because mm-hmm. of what we've gone through mm-hmm. and during my tours I say um, if you can make it through Morehouse, you can make it through anything. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like shade, but if you think about it, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth, though, because mm-hmm. they put trials and tribulations, and that's in um, at Factfax Luke's. The whole point of that whole mm-hmm. that whole plaque, the clouds, represent the trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. We put trials and tribulations in our freaking plaque. Um, Wait, it's... It's and there was light, or and there, and there was light. then there was light. And they're like, okay. Yeah, it's you, then there was you. light. So, um... For, for you guys who don't know, um, Google the Morehouse College uh, plaque or Google at fact.xlukes or mm-hmm. then there was light. You'll probably find a logo. And um, it's a sun with rays and clouds. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that means is the sun is the nucleus. That's Mother Morehouse. That's mm-hmm. where we come to get our knowledge from, get our, our teachings from. Mm-hmm. Um, the rays are the students' tasks. Um, with taking that information and then, you know, pouring it into their communities. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, there are clouds. And those clouds represent the trials and tribulations that Morehouse can and will put in your place. Mm-hmm. But they're to build you stronger. Gotcha. They're like weights, you know. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. they're yeah, they're in the way. But you have to pick mm-hmm. it up. Pick it when up. you pick it up, it makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer the question, I know that was a long kind of <laughs> thing. But to answer that question, um, I don't think I would give back to the school when it comes to infrastructure. Hmm. I don't think I would give back to the school when it comes to professor salaries. I know that sounds insensitive, but um, what I would not do even is, for technology advancement. You don't think? Uh, yes, but let me let me set it up. Okay. For specific students, right? Um, there's a lot, and I'm I'm not saying that financial aid has an issue with how it's set up or whatever. But I know there are a lot of students that have great GPAs that are great students. You know, mm-hmm. and they have—they're paying for more house out of mm-hmm. pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, going in debt. Yeah, I know students who have low GPAs, yeah, and they're still great yeah. students. Yeah. They're really involved. Your yeah. GPA is not like your credit score. Like, it's not like a <laughs> yeah. like. It doesn't tell you everything about the student. It tells them only mm-hmm. academically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I've always said, like, you know, I'm more inclined to hire a student with a 3.2 than a 4.0 mm-hmm. because more time, more likely than not. The student with the 4.0 slaves to get that grade, yeah. but they have no extracurricular yeah, activities. Very so therefore, hard, they yeah. don't know how to balance. Mm-hmm. There are hard. some though, like I'm there sure, like some, you know, yeah. like like Ronnie, like he, like he right, right. Stuff. So he's yeah. a, he's a great, he's a great, he he is a perfect example of a great GPA, very mm-hmm. well rounded balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there could be flaws in this 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 concept, but I just believe that um, students who you know have a good GPA. And they're involved. Mm-hmm. They know how to make it work. Mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of students who don't know how to make it work besides what the book tells them to do. Mm-hmm. And suppose there's a fire and the book burns down. Mm-hmm. How are you going to figure it out? 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. how are you gonna say, okay, oh, let's 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 start from scratch? Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I'm still going on a long tangent, but what I would do is I would give to students specifically. Mm-hmm. So, not giving to the school, I would try to, and this may be unrealistic, but I would try to instill some kind of team at Morehouse mm-hmm. that they do they do their own selection process with figuring out who are the students that we want to give to, mm-hmm. the students who are who are in single parent homes, or the students who are who don't have a very good GPA, but they're mm-hmm. well rounded and they they mean well, they or mean well. they're not. Mm-hmm. Good test takers. Mm-hmm. So their GPA is simply bad because they're yeah, not good, good test, test takers. takers. They score straight A's on all of their mm-hmm. homework and quizzes, and quizzes but their and tests are trash. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then that test grade makes your whole GPA go down. Go so down. It, it just kind of voids all the other hard work you've put into. Mm-hmm. I would give to those students paying off their tuition. If mm-hmm. they need a technology waiver or some kind of laptop, yeah. it gets them the amenities that they need to help them get to, you know, where, where it is they need to be with the 4.0 and being a well-rounded student. Gotcha. Um, that's what I would do. And the reason I would do that is because I feel like I am one of those students mm-hmm. where I am not a good test taker. And my I GPA has always been a... Uh, I've always been the person that's between like a 3.0 and 3.5. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you know, there's with, with internships and externships, they have GPA requirements. Yeah, requirements like, and it's yeah. like, well, that doesn't tell you if I can do the work or not. Mm-hmm. My GPA is based yeah. on my history class, my math class, my science class. Mm-hmm. But the work you're asking me to do is based on whichever field you're going into. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell you if I'm going to be equipped to do the work. Yeah. So I would try to focus on giving to those students who their numbers may not be the best Mm-hmm. But they are still great students. How am I gonna sift through those students? I have no idea. It's gonna definitely, it's definitely gonna have to be a team. You have yeah. to do interviews. It's gonna have to be a team, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely gonna have to be partnered with Morehouse because I won't want to have I won't want Morehouse to have any um, kind of part in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have my team partnering with Morehouse, Got saying, you. "Hey, these are the students that you have. We want you to do this." Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I would process that. Got you. No, that makes a lot of sense. I like your point of view as far as trying to make it more more equal right you know and I, I can definitely identify with that as far as being a student um but that's a whole nother episode i think we can get into about gpa and what okay, that means yeah um but kind of going on as far as the differences between hbcu funding and PDM, pwi funding i don't think people actually understand why the gap is so large they don't understand how generational wealth works so i don't like let's say when people from here compare ourselves to harvard or stanford or yale you're not looking at how generational wealth is built as far as just from the ground up. And we had, because of slavery, we were so behind. You know, why do people still continue to compare ourselves to these big, great institutions? Um, I think the systems are still set up f- for us to fail. Mm-hmm. And I would, even, I would even be a little more risky and say that the systems are more f- set up for us to fail than for them to succeed. Mm-hmm. Simply because when we fail... They succeed. Yeah. So you're making money off mm-hmm. of our failures. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example, right? Um, when you don't have, when you have too little money in your account, the banks charge you a fine. Fine. Yeah. I don't have money in my account. <laughs> yeah. Why would you fine me? Or, or what they do is they push all of these credit cards in our face. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. It's like, hey, let's give you this money. Yeah. But your credit score is going down. Down. But then you have to pay to see your credit score sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm obviously borrowing money. Yeah. Well, I can't afford to pay to see my credit score. Mm-hmm. Or um, my parents didn't know about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't able to teach me. And I'm just now learning it in college. If mm-hmm. you make it to college. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even make it out make, of high school. Yeah, that's true. People of color. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, making have, it just going, just going through the whole process. It's. 
Right. It's tough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so essentially what I'm trying to say is when we fail, they succeed. Think about it. We get we get um, credit cards and we run the bill up and we have to pay them back. That's mm-hmm. when they make money on interest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they they want us to fail so that they can succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way to change that is just by educating yourself. So this is what I was telling you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, how many black billionaires are there? Are we talking about America or just in the whole world? Just how, whatever. However many you want. I said in America, I think it was only like five to six. Okay, so less than 20, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how many How many black people do you think there are on this world? Oh, people of color. How many people of color do you think there are on this world? I forgot. You told the number. Some I millions. Forgot. Yeah, some, some millions. millions. Yeah. Um, well, it's, what, there's 7.5 billion people, people of color. Mm-hmm. There's probably a billion and something um, people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, some millions of, of black people, right? Mm-hmm. There are six billionaires in this world. How are they going to educate millions of people, people on the mistakes that they made and how they got to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. How many white billion and millionaires are there? There's a bunch. Enough for somebody to say, hey, let me take you on to my people so you don't make the same mistakes, mistakes. I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're, we're, just, we're just so behind the curve mm-hmm. that it's hard to catch up. Mm-hmm. And I think that when it comes to financial institutions, when it comes to workforce, when it comes to Slavery, like all the the historical events that affected the economy, were set in place for us to fail. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, really, can we undo this? How how can we undo this? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but then also, society is set up where you, ha- in order to survive, you have to give back. You have to contribute to the world. Think mm-hmm. about it. Sanitation workers keep this place clean. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You, well, let's say what. Um. You know. The, the criminal justice people, like police officers, enforce, or they're supposed to, um, mm-hmm. enforce kind of the well-being of, of people. Mm-hmm. And all of these different jobs that there are go together to make sure that this, this place we call Earth functions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you get a salary for that. And that salary dictates if you survive or not. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. It, it, when you break it down that way, it kind of doesn't make sense. Um, and it does, but... It's just kind of like, there's just a lot of things. What I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of things that are in place that may have made sense when they were first created. And as things go on, you have to keep regulating. Regulating. And after years and years and years of regulating things, Mm -hmm. the whole initial mission and goal of a a project is not the same. Mm -hmm. You have all of these rules on it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, you need to reevaluate every couple of years. Yeah. And so that's just the point that I'm trying to make. No, that, that's a fact as far as what we need to do as far as... Um, the, the differences, I, I, I always think about it as far as different the different reasons. Um, and I see things every day. Like, I'm, I don't know if you know, like, things like BLK, BLK Management. Um, it's run by... You know that guy, Angel? I think you told me about that. Yeah, and I was looking it up, and I looked up the article. I guess it was... He was on Forbes or something, and he was talking about how when he went into... He was, he was an economics major, and he wanted to go into investment banking. You know, we both know how IB works. Mm-hmm. And he would go to the finance clubs at Harvard, and he will be the only one. And most of us, when we come in, we don't know anything about how investment banking works or consulting. You know, we just we came out of high school. Yeah. But for his other white counterparts, they you know, know, they've done that before. They have people in that field. So when they come their freshman year, they know some of just the basic things about, about both fields. And it puts black people back. And I'm sure we've been in different programs or events where it's like, yeah. the, the, you know, the people are like, oh, you guys don't know this? Yeah. So like, the Wells Fargo program I went to last year, they were mm-hmm. talking about EBITDA. 
And that was the first time I'd ever heard yeah. that word before. And all the other counterparts were like, yeah, 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 this, this, mm-hmm. this, this, this. And I'm like, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. What? What, huh? Yeah. How do you know that? Oh, mm-hmm. my dad's an accountant. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I took I took accounting in high, high school. school. We're like, yeah, an accounting course in and high school? Like, oh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't given that opportunity. Like I didn't have that class. Yeah. Or my parent works in my my mom works in insurance. Like she mm. doesn't know anything about like financial markets. Like mm. what? Yeah. So they're already ahead of the curve because they're being taught it because their parents are in high places. Mm. Our parents are not in high places because of how the system is structured. Mm. So we're still behind the curve. Mm. And then what happens is we have to work hard to get in those places. places. But still mm. think about it. Think about how many of us are gonna work hard to get into those, those places, places to go back and teach them. Teach them. Mm-hmm. And then going back and teaching them, there's mm. not enough of me to mm. teach everyone. Because we know a bunch of Morehouse guys are making a great place, and exactly. they come to teach. They come. They come back to teach. And that's why I think Morehouse is so great because they don't. You don't leave here with an education, but you leave here with the peace of mind that's greater than what you started. You really are going from a boy to a man, man. here. Yeah. And so you know, but Definitely. you know, I can talk about Morehouse all day. Gotcha. So speaking of Morehouse, let's you want to yeah. get back to that. Day. So, <laughs> hey guys, I'm sorry I do that cut. Um, I cut it because this recording was actually part of another discussion that I want to post in the next episode. Um, and that is going to be about why HBCU students are mad on why Morehouse keeps getting funding from big donors. Um, make sure to take a screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag me at underscore Kendall Camp if you like this episode. Um, and also just tell me your feedback of what you think. Um, also to make sure to subscribe and give a rating on Apple Podcasts if you like the content that is being put out. Um, you can follow Jalen's Instagram at jalen.greer, and you can follow Jalen's podcast at being a better you. Um, I'll put the link in the description to both. Um, thank you guys so much for love and support, and thank you for listening to another episode of Privileged Black Kids.